Paige Van Zandt versus Rachel Ostovich. Fight prediction. Dun, dun, dun. Hey guys, Fight Junkie here. As usual, before we jump into this next episode, I want to remind you guys, you can hit me up on Twitter at FightJunkie.com. Listen to me on Anchor.fm. And of course, subscribe to the YouTube channel, YouTube.com slash FightJunkie2006. So we have Ostovich, four wins, four losses. Of her four wins, two are by sub, two by decision. Of those four losses, two by KOTKO, two by sub. Van Zant, seven wins, four losses. Of those seven wins, two are by KOTKO, two by sub, three by decision. Of her four losses, Two or by sub, two by decision. Currently, the odds sit as Paige Van Zant, a minus 145 favorite. Ostovich, plus 135. Again, those are straight lines. This is a three-round fight. Fight goes to a decision, minus 195. Fight doesn't go to a decision, plus 160. Fight is a draw, 65 to 1. Van Zant wins inside. Plus 285. Ostovich wins inside. Plus 520. Van Zant wins by decision. Plus 170. Ostovich wins by decision. Plus 220. So obviously the books think this is going to the cards. But when you look at the line, the books opened it far higher than what it is. They opened it at minus 350. It's been bet down to minus 190. Five. And when you look at it, all of Rachel's losses have come inside the distance. So she's been stopped twice via KOTKO and stopped twice via sub. Van Zant has lost two over four via sub. But when you're looking at this, you got to look at the matchup. And I think there's areas here where each fighter has a clear advantage. On the feet, I think Paige has a clear advantage over Rachel. On the ground, I believe Rachel has a clear advantage over Paige. How big of an advantage is probably going to determine if this fight ends or doesn't end before the final bell, in all honesty. Because Rachel is adequate enough on the feet that it doesn't seem like Paige is just going to steamroller. And Paige is decent enough on the ground that Rachel probably just won't steamroller on the ground. But over the course of three rounds, if one of these fighters can implement their game plan better, so if Rachel can keep it on the ground more often than standing, or Paige keep it on the feet more often than being on the ground, then that's where the accumulation and that little bit of a skill gap could could show its head. And that's where you could get a big advantage for somebody, even though it may be an actual slight skill advantage. But if they're able to do this over and over again, those those little bit of uh, advantages, those tiny mistakes that your opponent makes can add up. And I think that's what you're looking at here because I don't think Rachel is going to want to keep it on the feet. I really don't. I think she's good enough to keep it on the feet at times. Like she won't have to shoot doubles across, you know, as soon as the bell rings. But she's going to be looking to try to get it down. And I think and Paige... She's going to try to keep it on the feet and stuff those takedowns. So you're going to have basically, I don't want to just simplify it so easy as striker versus grappler, but those are going to be the game plans in my opinion. 
Paige is going to try to keep it striking, and Rachel is going to try to get it to the ground. Rachel does a lot of judo flips, so if Paige isn't prepared for that, she's going to hit the canvas. And then, like I said, I, I understand that Paige knows her way around in a grappling match, but I think Rachel is just better on the ground than Paige. And I think if Rachel was going to stop Paige, that's how she would do it. On the flip side, if Paige can keep it on the feet, that skill level gap there could get wider and wider as the rounds go on. Because if Rachel is standing in, on the feet where she doesn't really want to be, and Paige is able to stuff the take takedowns or stop the judo flips, then you've got to realize that Rachel is at a disadvantage here. And that could play a role as round one goes, round two, and even round three. I think you see that with the way that the lines have moved. Because generally speaking, in women's fight, the over are always high. And people generally don't bet the under. So if anything, you'll have a high over and people will continue to bet it. This is opposite. You got a minus 350 over that the book set all the way down to minus 195 and the fight won't go opened at plus 250 and it's all the way down to plus 160. I think that's significant and I think people are seeing what I'm seeing in this that this isn't a typical oh we're going to pity pat our way for three rounds. Could that happen? Of course that even happens in male fighter fights. Sometimes it just happens. The styles match up. They're super tough whatever the case is and it goes the distance. Sometimes that happens in fights we swear is never going to go the distance, and that happens. So it can happen. But when you're looking at their styles and kind of where they specialize in or where they have the advantage, it's flip-flop. So when you have striker grappler, it's like, okay, who can implement their game plan the best? And who can do this? Can they do it consistently? And then you start to see it widen. Then you start to see that skill gap widening, and you start to go, wow, Paige really has an advantage on the feet. Or Rachel really has an advantage on the ground. Even if she didn't submit her. So she takes Paige down in the first round and can hold her there. Does some ground and pounds. Maybe tries some submissions but can't get them. But Paige doesn't get up. You know the writing's on the wall. Same thing on the feet. Maybe Paige isn't lighting her up, knocking her down 15 times. But she's touching her, touching her, touching her. And you can see Rachel's just not able to close the distance. She's not able to get close. She can't get in clinch position. Then you go, you can see the writing on the wall. You can see if this stays consistent this way, how the other opponent could be in trouble. So on this one, I think you can make a case for either fighter. And I really do think you might be able to make a case inside. I generally don't like doing that, honestly, if we're talking about women's fights most of the time. Unless you're talking like Cyborg and Nunez and when Ronda was fighting. You know, there's certain fighters. But when you look at these these two fighters, you don't really think of, you know, just power hitters or, you know, Damian Maya-style grappling. But... When they match up with one another, I believe the gap on either side is big enough that it could be just the advantage that that fighter needs to finish a fight. Who would I favor in an outright? Well, I kind of favor Paige, but but she has to keep it on the feet again. That's why I'm not comfortable just saying Paige is going to be able to keep it on the feet for the entire fight and 
either win a decision, take her straight, or anything like that, because I think she has that disadvantage on the feet and uh, on the ground. Excuse me. And sometimes it only takes one takedown. You know, depending on the way you go down, what position you land up in, sometimes one takedown is all that person needs to get in a position to finish the fight. Same thing you could say on the feet. It only takes one punch. I don't believe Paige is going to one punch her. I think if Paige wins inside the distance on the feet, it's probably going to come from an accumulation. I think you could probably make a case that Rachel probably has a better opportunity to finish Paige on the ground. I would say easier than what Paige does because, again, you don't need much of a mistake on the ground to finish somebody. If you're not a big hitter on the feet, you kind of have to wear them down, bust them up, you know, make it more of a mismatch where you can see the accumulation effects start to come in. And then the fighter starts wearing down, fatigue sets in, and then you usually can get a stoppage that way. But overall, if if anyone wanted to say, I think this fight goes under, I certainly wouldn't argue that. That's kind of what I'm feeling here. The issue is the odds. At plus 250, we're not going to argue about it. At plus 250, I'm going to say, you know what? I like a little sprinkle on this. I might throw, you know, a little throwaway bat on the fight doesn't go to a decision. If you didn't get in on that line and you're only getting plus 160, the water's a little muddier there because, again, in most women's fight, they do go to a decision, excluding the ones we talked about, the heavy hitters. And so you're not getting a awesome return by taking the under, but it is still plus money. It's not what you're used to when you're betting women's MMA, but it still is plus money. If you like a certain fighter, then you would have to look at Rachel wins inside if you think she could submit her at plus 520. I see they have Van Zant wins by decision at plus 170. Again, because she's not the biggest hitter on the feet, they're assuming that Rachel has adequate enough striking and defense that even if Paige is able to win, she'll probably win on points. You can make a case for that. It's it's very hard to argue against that when you're looking at Paige's record. Again, I believe she has two stoppages on the feet. It's just you've got to look at the style matchup and see if you believe that Paige has a significant enough advantage on the feet that you think that accumulation type of stoppage could come into play. The same thing with Rachel. You could say, well, Paige has been subbed twice. Well, can Rachel get her down? Can she sub her? I personally think she can. I don't think it's a case where Paige goes down and she's necessarily a fish out of water. But again, if you're that much better, a little bit of area, one mistake, that's all she wrote. So in my opinion, I think there's an opportunity this fight goes under i think that was certainly probably a play at plus 250 definitely wouldn't question it that's what i like 160 like i said you got a choice to be made there unless you have a clear favor if you believe page is 100 going to win the fight and keep it on the feet and that she possibly could outclass her or she possibly could win a decision then you'd obviously just take page straight it's only 
minus 145. That's nothing crazy. She actually opened at minus 210, so you can see the money was coming in on Rachel. And the same thing with Rachel. If you're certain the underdog is going to be able to get her down, and maybe not sub her, but control her, then you're going to take the straight because you're still getting plus money. It hasn't dropped that much. It was plus 160-ish when it opened. It's plus 135-ish, somewhere around there right now, depending on your book. So you're still getting value there if you believe that you've got it picked, that the underdog is going to do it. I think it's going to be competitive, honestly. I think there's going to be a lot of competitive action, and I really do believe it could come down to who implements their game plan better and consistently. This is where if you're backing page, straight, or decision, whatever you've got, you need her to be very very consistent because again she's not a one punch hitter and it would surprise me if she just flattened Rachel even though I give her advantage on the feet it would surprise me if she just flattened her accumulation stoppage yes Mike Tyson boom no I don't see that so you need her to be consistent minute after minute round after round to wear Rachel down on the flip side if you're back in Rachel I don't believe she needs to be as consistent of course Betters always want the, the fighter they pick to be consistent, implement their game plan, and get the win. But I think because of grappling and how anybody who's ever grappled or watched grappling or whatever the case is should understand what I'm talking about when I say you make one mistake and you're tapping. One mistake and that's it. And like I said, Rachel's very good with her judo and getting takedowns. We've seen Paige sub before and quickly. So I believe that's a big, big advantage for Rachel if she can time that, get that takedown, regardless of how she does it, double leg, single leg, judo flip, I don't care how it is. If she gets her down, it's going to be the position she landed in or if her skill set is that much better that she's able to slice the guard and just run over page, she's in trouble. And she only needs that one time. That's the difference. So it could literally be one takedown. And if any of those things we just spoke about happen, Paige could be out of there. Where Paige needs to be consistent using the jab, getting those punches in, busting her up, moving around, staying away from the takedowns, getting out of the clinch. She needs to work, work a little bit harder. So I can see why the money came in on Rachel because even if Rachel's not able to get the win, even if Rachel gets stopped, or even if she loses a decision, whatever the case... Still, when you look at it stylistically, I think she only needs one or two opportunities where she's got Paige in positions that she wants her in with an adequate amount of time to probably get the finish. I really do believe that. That's one of the reasons that I really like the under here because say that happens, you're still covered. You still, Rachel subs her in a minute, you're still good. And if somehow Paige is able to implement the long game and stops her in the third round, you're still good. Who do I favor to be stopped easier? I already said that. I think Rachel can probably stop Paige easier just because of the way the game is set up. If any of you have ever grappled before, you know that can be brutal. I mean, the smallest little error and all of a sudden you're like, why is this guy wrapped around me or in this case girl? 
like an anaconda. Why can't I breathe anymore? Why is my arm about ready to snap? There's a lot of things that go on. And like I said, Paige knows her way on the ground. I just don't think she's the better grappler. So in my opinion, you guys should still look at that under. You might find value in it. Uh, the Ostovich inside is very high. I think you can find value in that as well. That's it for this episode of Fight Junkie. I will suck it to you tomorrow, baby. Fight Junkie out.